We're live. We're fucking live. Can you? Oh, holy shit, dude. Holy fucking shit. Holy shit. We're live. Dead last. I don't know. Yes. I love your curtains. Thank you, man. Thank you. I think they're pretty spooky. They're like goth girl curtains. They're like goth. This is the new studio. They're goth girlfriend curtains. It. Yeah, this is the new dead last studio. We've got... Uh, yeah. Spectral Jeff back up in the mix, you know what I mean? We hired, we rehired Spectral Jeff, man. We brought him back. Yeah, he's over on the computer over there. But, uh, dude, it's good to see you, Luke. You too, buddy. It's good to see you. It's been a long, you know, uh, plague-ridden couple of years without without a podcast to uh, <laughs> to lay my head on, you know? Without a doubt, the worst part of 2020 was the absence of Dead Last. I couldn't believe it. I mean, there really was technically no excuse since, I mean, we're doing it digitally anyways. <laughs> but it feels good to have something to, to lean on like that. A really good excuse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was, we'll take I was we get. depressed. Yeah. You know? But... But we're here now. We no, not anymore. Not anymore, baby. Now we're fucking kings of the world. We're back. Also, I, I got a little. Oh, you got a little something too. Okay, I poured. I poured I'm a wine as a cheers got? to. Uh, oh, you got a little nitro. Oh, good. A little nitro brew. I got a little nitro cold nice. brew there. Yeah. Hey. Uh, cheers, buddy. Oh man, how was? How was your dammy? I know that's a dumbass, like broad ass question, but. <laughs> Yeah, how's Demi? How's your core? My, my, the pan Wendy, Wendy little pan pan. I mean, you know what, man? It, I, you know, it wasn't as bad as it was for a lot of people. You know, I'm fortunate that you know health and all that was was okay with me, my family, my friends, and I was able to stay pretty busy with Le Special. Um, we finished the dang album, which we probably wouldn't have done otherwise. We would have been just on the road so we had a lot of time downtime to write and record and it was awesome and um and this summer like touring was different but we actually played a lot of shows we played a good amount of festivals we're on the road a lot getting ready to get back on the road tomorrow so you know it was pretty uh, productive overall in terms of uh music but um yeah so i can't complain that much how was your pandy it sucked we're good now <laughs> i don't know they've been cool like that yeah, to I say. Can <laughs> but you know <laughs> Well, I imagine mm. Alston was quite the ghost town over the past year. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of places yeah. shut down, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have my own little dumbass hardships, and we're good now, dude. We're we're stronger than ever, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I feel yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Um. R. I. P. Wonder Bar. Um, R. I. P. Wonder. Yeah. You know, I. That we had some great, some good memories there. Um. I mean, that was the first time I, I saw you do stand-up comedy for the first time. I tried my hand and failed at stand-up for the first time there. I saw you guys there for the first um, time. The old yeah. Doja Monkey. We, we did, did little weird Do experiments. Doja Monkey. Like uh, doing, like, Mystery Theater 3000. Yeah, over. that was like five yeah. years ago, actually. We did, yeah, we did, I think, was it um, was it Dead Alive, maybe? Or, we did um, do Dead Alive. One of we those. did Dead Alive, yeah. and then we did... Um, some Thanksgiving movie. Th um, where a guy was it? Bl blood, blood feast. Blood maybe? feast. I think yes. A guy turns into right. like a murderous turkey. 
I believe that's blood. Feeds yeah, the old he smokes like radioactive marijuana, and turns into yeah a turkey monster. Relatable, good movie. But yeah, it, it, I'm trying to think. It was literally five years ago we did one of them at Wonder Bar. So um, happy anniversary, man! Oh, and check it out. I also have five years ago today. Um, in my yeah, fuck off, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, what do you know? And f- five years ago, I had on my Facebook post was. Uh, Ouija 2 was w- way doper than I thought it would be. Shout out to Dead Last Podcast Engineer. Hashtag Spectral Hashtag Jeff. Spectral, dude. Bringing him back. So what, what, a, what a great day for our Wow, man. Back. I didn't even realize. I didn't realize there was such history happening today. <laughs> this is, yeah, I mean, you know, this is some full circle shit. Uh, it's a rainy, spooky day. We're Halloween week. I think uh, everything, is, everything is unfolding as it should. You know, I think about... I think about Wonder Bar, and it sucks that it had to be that place. You know what I mean? So, such a shit. Yeah, hole. like that place. Like, what a shit. Had, had, had so like much uh, <laughs> negative <laughs> things attached to it. You know, uh, yeah. but it was our shithole. You know, we had an open mic yeah. there. Like, I, my life changed in that fucking bar. Which is crazy. I, unfortunately, <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, it had to be yeah. fucking Wonder Bar. It's like, come on, man. Like, there are so know. many. I know. Better places that could have changed just my kind of, life, not fucking Wonder Bar. It, it's, it's true. It's just kind of the place. Mm. Where, you know, we got the Brain Trust mm. guys, Connor and Rich. That they started doing. You know, that became their haven. So you had the Thunder Bar comedy there. We had the Doja Monkey and friends, and um, yeah, it just be, kind of became our shithole. No one so, else wanted you know, it, so we get to have it. I think that's kind of what it what it comes down to. Yeah. 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 Special memories. Yeah, it's still nothing. It's not a, it's not anything yet. It's empty. What's the it's just an abandoned, it's abandoned building. You know. Should we move back in? Should we do dead last episode? Yeah, we should there? I'm gonna break in, tell some jokes about butt plugs in the basement. See if I feel something again. <laughs> we could just set up like prop skeletons downstairs and we could just make our own like make Yeah, a bunch of chairs. Right? I feel like they probably solve shit left in there. Yeah, they've got that creepy little like stripper pole in the corner. Oh God, I used to see some things happening on that pole. Yeah. Not great. That room wasn't great. Uh, when they turned it into storage, that no. was a real blessing. I got to tell you, they were, uh, <laughs> don't don't curtain off a room with a stripper pole at a place like that. Uh, yeah, I know. Ugh. I had some good memories in the kitchen. Never like food related, but you know, some good hangs in there. Just hanging out. Night. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Just talking with friends, you know, after we would play or watch a movie or whatever. Yeah, so R.I.P. there and everywhere else that yeah. passed away into the deep, dark night. But I guess that's enough about COVID. No yeah. one wants to hear about fucking COVID bullshit anymore. Yeah. It's over. All right? COVID's over. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Yeah, it's done. The, my it's muzzle's done. off. I'm fully vaccinated, you know? The Dead Last Podcast returning marks the official end COVID's of COVID, over. which is good news. Sorry, yeah. Libs. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking deal Hate with to it. to tell you, Libs, but it's Sorry. done. It's done. It's done. We hope you had fun. We hope it was good for you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I got to say, I, I, I feel like... When when we kind of like ended the podcast, I, I was talking a lot how I, I thought 2020 was going to be like the peak of horror movies. 
right? Because like right. we were ve- we were very much looking forward. To, we were very optimistic about what was on. Because everything horizon. was pointing to a future of you know consistent, really strong horror films, and I thought 2019, yeah. 2020 were were gonna be like the full realization of of that dream, and and then that kind of happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I I don't know which way it's going to go after this, right? Because there there are two kind of ways I I feel that they can respond to what's happened. Uh, Whereas you kind of relieve that anxiety by leaning more into horror. Like I'm sure there'll be a lot of movies that kind of reflect the anxiety of COVID. Great, can't wait in a horror sense. or, you know, studios are going to instinctively be like, eh, people need happy shit. You know, we need more Ted Lasso stuff to make everyone feel good. Those those both are, like, really depressing outcomes. Is there a third option? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I mean. Because it I, seemed like all teed I, up. I feel like, but we're. But s- also stuff's coming out. We're s- like, antler. We had to wait, like, three yeah. years for fucking antlers. You know, like, Jesus Christ. Right, it's coming out this yeah, week, baby. So, so I don't know. Maybe we're we're getting movies yeah. coming out now. Movies that were pushed back, though, like *Malignant*, which we're talking mm-hmm. about today, got finally came out. *Halloween Kills*. So there were these movies that were on the back burner that are coming out now. So we're kind of getting like an influx of horror in late 2021, which I mean, I'll take. Yeah. It. So I am hopeful, and I haven't not liked the stuff I've seen, but especially last year is pretty hard. Uh, *Wolf of Snow Hollow*. Was my number one of last year. I can't. I never. I can't say enough good things about that film. Uh, Jim Cummings, this guy, he's the writer, director, like main actor. He's actually has a cameo in Halloween Kills. Did you watch Halloween Kills? So he's in the flashback. He's the sheriff that gets killed. That's Jim Cummings. Oh, so so he's amazing. Also, hello everyone in chat. I see people are filling in. Like, if you guys have questions. Um, at the end of segments, we're kind of kind of address them. You know, I don't want to break up. Are you seeing chats on Twitch or in Facebook? Uh, I'm here? both. You, I have a on? thing then. Okay, you yeah. know, has them all together. I know you're the uh, you're the you're the technical I'm, master. I'm just looking I'm the at or- you on on my Discord the oracle. Feed. You know, the <laughs> the oracle of it all. Our podcast oracle. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, for 2020, his I think by and far was the best horror movie. It's kind of a horror comedy, but I I loved it. I, I love every part of it. I've watched it like four times. Is that was one of the Skarsgård guys in there nope. too? Nope. And I'd never. Yeah, I didn't see it. I I remember hearing about it. One hundred percent. Check it. Check it out. Other than that, for twenty twenty, yeah. okay. there's not I much I uh, truly remember sticking out. Um, there's this movie that came out called Caveat. Uh, that's on okay. Shutter. That I really liked. Caveat. It's on Shutter. Check it out. It's it's from last year. It's uh, it's a pretty unique premise, and it's a movie that uh really spooked me out. At first, when I watched it, I thought it was I was really fucked up on edibles, and I got really scared. And then I watched it again mm. sober, and I also still got pretty scared. So um, okay, pretty good. Maybe you were just m- maybe the edibles was just more of like an anxiety thing more than a fear thing. Maybe it's just let me tap into the the true baseline of the film, you know. If you really want to go like full like skydive into a 
horror movie. Eat so many edibles that you you're just uncomfortable in your own skin. It's great. Let all those anxieties start crawling back into you, and then that's how you really get to the, the good stuff, the good fear. Yeah, the yum yum in the middle of the essence. I mean, that's yeah. what I do when I play horror video games. I turn off the lights. I get high. Put on my headphones, and it it'll get you. It's great. Yeah, great for inducing fear. Marijuana cigarettes. Yes, absolutely. Fully endorse it. Um, and and what have we had this year? We've had we had a lot. We had Candyman, Don't Breathe Too. Um, yeah. Uh, a quiet a place. Quiet place too. too. Halloween, Halloween kills, kills. We talked about. Malignant. Um. Yeah, sure we've had um. Yeah, now antlers, antlers. We said. Is coming. We've got um. What's coming out? Uh, we we got the new Scream movie coming out in in February or March. I'm hyped for it. I'm yeah, hyped for too. it. Scream as long five. as it's still a continuation, you know, they're not rebooting it, which is great. I mean, we still get the squad, yeah. which is one of the best things about yeah. those movies. It's like they do a great job of being metal meta all the time, but I mean, they also just keep they keep that baseline of those characters. They're always there. We're on a journey with them every yeah. time, so. It's nice. It, it's a good. I'd have no interest in a Scream reboot. I know they did that TV show. I I never watched that. Same. I heard it was okay. It was yeah. okay. I don't like these. I, I I'm kind of upset about this Chucky show. I don't like seeing. It. I mean, they did. They've done my dude Chucky dirty too many times, man. But putting it on on an FX cable television show, that's a new low for it's my. Pretty dude. rough. It will soon. Have I have you not. Seen it? I have not. No, it's, it's like all CGI. It's annoying. Give me some practical Chucky. I know. Yeah, Chuck. Uh, so, what yeah. what are you what are your tops, dude? What are your tops? Yeah, I put together a little list of what I've been watching over the past um over the past year. Um let's see, we'll go like kind of tr- uh, chronologically. Obviously, you know, the the movies we talked about um we're going to talk about today with Malignant and Trauma. Um you know, after Malignant, I actually watched Insidious for the first okay. time, which I know is like 2010, but just to kind of get in that James Wan mm-hmm. tip. Um I thought it was really good. I thought it was a good kind of. I mean, maybe like now, ten, twelve years later, and it's you know, I, I feel like even ten years ago they they did some kind of unique, cool twists and turns for a typical like haunted house. Yeah, I have movie. Darth Maul, you know, um, haunting a child. Darth Maul was cool. A- astral projection, you know. Um, yeah, it was kind of on some like DMT ketamine tip. I, I liked it. Um, I saw Halloween Kills in theater. Have you seen Halloween Kills? I fucking hated it. Of course you hated it. Sucked. I, I mean, I, I get it. It didn't suck. Did suck. I can. I get why people are gonna hate it. Um, if for if for like diehard Halloween fans, I thought it was pretty fun, and there was a lot of callbacks to not only the original but like the whole franchise. Just some good little Easter eggs in there that made it entertaining, and that made it f- like in the flashbacks of the original. All those things and seeing it in theaters with my friend French, who was of course like full Michael Myers gear mask, like. Teenager sitting next to us, like, what the fuck? Evil dies um, tonight. All that. M- Evil yeah. dies tonight, <laughs> I mean, dude. All of that ma- that made up for the dumb shit, and there was plenty of dumb shit. Um, but I I had a good time in it. It was not anywhere near as good as the 2018 one, but it was a serviceable sequel and still yeah. better than a lot of other. Like Halloween I like the 2018 one. I was ready to like this, just did not. Yeah. I thought it was clumsily paced. I I a yeah. lot of fan service shit just kind of like. Ham fisted in there, and the, like the whole middle yeah. could just fucking go. Like the stuff in the hospital was very unnecessary. 
like you're you're and they're trying to say something they're trying to like have some type of there's it felt political to me like they're trying to say something yeah, real yeah. and uh like don't this isn't the place for the, <laughs> we're not doing that right now yeah but the, it, they uh, did that in the 2018 one too though i don't know you know it's all there there was a lot of like meta 2020 like terminology in the 2018 one that was a little yeah. cringy for me and there wasn't that much of that in this one but yeah the riot stuff wasn't good and we we had, we were laughing out loud at Tommy Doyle running around like oh, I need a I need a good group of guys I need some yeah. I need some hard hitting <laughs> yeah. guys yeah. that aren't evil, afraid to evil get hands dirty <laughs> forty years ago we were all there <laughs> evil dies tonight this guy pulls he pulls up in like a pickup truck to a Seven Eleven he's like we need some yeah. good guys yeah. it's like who the, everyone is just telling you to yeah. fuck it's off like no dude like. Yeah, yeah. So, it's going to kill us. I mean, I, I recommend, I, I think for Halloween fans, it's fun to see in theaters. I thought John Carpenter and Cody Carpenter's score Scores and too. sound editing was awesome. Yeah. Of course. It sounded great in the yeah. theaters. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, in the end, I yeah. like what they did at the end. Cause it felt transitional, so I feel like the next one, you know, I am not. I don't want to spoil that part about, like, what it is. Sure. Uh, well, but you know, yeah, things, things in the end, too, it's like, you know, I guess the real evil was inside of us all along michael myers just <laughs> lives in the hearts and minds of children everywhere you know i'm like yeah like, what I... you, the fuck are you talking about like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know you know yeah but, i know i could have done without some of that but i i also liked the ending and i thought going and without spoiling too much but going into some of that kind of some of the mask stuff that was going on was actually kind of uh was kind of cool because it seemed like in the 2018 one they were really trying to like not go down that supernatural route at all and like i want some dumb stupid supernatural shit in my halloween like i don't need like the curse of michael myers with paul rudd and like the curse of thorn but like if you're gonna keep killing this guy over and over again like i like the idea of going the supernatural route rather than just like oh no he didn't actually cut his head off you know like with h2o and stuff like that yeah it's um, better than trying to find some loophole and be like, ah, well, right. he just got away. He was fine. I like the fact, and like you said, yeah, it's a transitional movie. I like the fact that David Gordon Green established it was going to be a trilogy. And I think, like, we'll see what happens with the third one, and that might affect the second yeah. one. Like, True. you know, he had True. a plan. It's like not like, you know, with, with the Star Wars sequels, the second one, The Last Jedi, I liked it at first. I was like, oh, this is totally different, and it's kind of refreshing. And then the third one made the whole trilogy way worse. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You, they just had no plan. It was just stumbling through completely idiotic. Like this one, he's got a plan. So I'm excited to see how Halloween ends. I'm interested too. I think I I hope it's good. I have I have hopes for that. Yeah. Sorry for that little uh yeah in your uh your list here. No, no, no. I I wa no. I figured we'd talk a yeah. little about it. That's so that's cool. So that, you know that was a fun one. I was looking forward to. Um, let's see some of the other ones. New, I saw a Quiet Place Part Two. Thought it was good. Um, I have not. Not as good as the. I've not one. seen it. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. worth seeing. Yeah, it's um, it was a good sequel. It wasn't, you know, it, it it gets a little bit into like origin story mode, but it's not too like bombastic, crazy. It's like a self-contained, tight story that was well made. So I, I thought it was good. Um, Psycho Gorman. I'm sure you're a fan. Of course. Of course, yeah. I like. Of course, I like great. Psycho Gorman. <laughs> of course, you. Of course, you like. PG. Yeah, it was made like for me. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, 
anybody that just loves crazy 80s practical effects horror, it's a must-see. I don't. It, it, that was 2020, right? Not 2021? I think so. I think so. But yeah, it just reminds me of you know like Power Rangers, like uh the the guy the Giver, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if any of you guys yeah. have watched the Giver before, but uh, huge Giver vibes in the whole thing. Uh, great, just fun, just stupid yeah. as fuck. Just you can't beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. It almost like there were some things that kind of reminded me or made me when I was watching Malignant that made me think of it that I can get into <laughs> later. Um, and kind of like, yeah, I guess with the new ones, not a whole lot of other new stuff. I guess there hasn't been a ton of new stuff. Um, but kind of just, you know, going through the old classics and Halloween. Um, my brother Beeman got the Friday the 13th box set. So we watched parts one through four again, which is always a great time. Um, I watched uh, Wishmaster for the first time. I was getting, I was getting into Wishmaster. Oh, nice. Uh, you know what? Me and my brother actually watched that uh a couple weeks ago we watched wishmaster really? one yeah. yeah pretty good it's I, great uh, the, the, it's pretty, pretty good. good man yeah like i was surprised uh is it is craven right so, yeah 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 it's, the, yeah it's like you know, the monster design is cool there's so much just insane shit because at first i was yeah. worried it was just gonna be the like ooh, be careful what you wish for like we get it like I, it is kind of like that yeah. but it's fun and fucked up pretty it's fucked fun. up it, yeah, he, yeah, it takes some risk. Yeah, I, I we watched it like we Rory put it on when we were like at this shitty festival, just like in the rain, hanging out in the van, and started watching it. And I was like, okay, this is good. And then um, I rewatched it like just here in the little home studio, and immediately just started like writing music based on it, like pulling cool, samples man. and recording bass riffs. So it uh, it inspired that rules. Me. Maybe we'll have to do it. Like I'm down to watch some more Wishmaster because that was me just dipping my toes yeah, in. Me Maybe too. we'll have to do an app on. Uh, that nasty old the gin. Yeah, dude, dude, let's uh hit the gin. Let's hit the let's gin. Hit the dude. gin. Um, and that's okay. And then the only other one I wanted to shout out that I watched on the road again, which still holds up, is I still know what you did last summer with Brandy. Fuck yeah, dude. It's a great movie. Yeah, I mean that was a great '90s slasher. It really, the the rainy, yeah, like um, tropical, the the Bahamas. I, I love them, man. I, but yeah, I, I like my '90s slashers. So, um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I where I've been at. I'm gonna try. You know, we're going on the road tomorrow, so me and Rory usually try to get in our, our horror movies on the road. I usually try to watch Pumpkinhead every year on Halloween. So, um, I think on Saturday or Sunday, whenever that is, it's gonna be uh gonna be a spliff and a coffee and a Pumpkinhead kind of day. For oh me. fuck yeah! All right, you just cut yeah. out a little bit there. Yes. Did you get what I said about yeah, the coffee, coffee split, split pumpkin, pumpkin head? Got you. Just got a little bit beforehead. That's all. That's all we needed. So uh, yeah. So um, but th- those are the standouts. And then yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to to um to antlers coming out this week. As I well. hear there's an amazing practical effects transformation scene. That's some okay. people are saying are putting it on par with American Werewolf in London, which is a tall order and sounds like uh, fluffed out bullshit, but. It's yeah. got my interest, you know. People just like to say that whenever there's a good practical effects transformational thing. Like, oh, it's as good as none of them are as good no. as American Werewolf in London. But th- this movie has, yeah, like you said. I mean, it's been what like three years that it's been delayed now. Yeah, because it was even delayed before so. COVID. Like it just kept getting pushed right. the fuck back, and then you know, right. like I've been waiting to watch this movie forever. It feels like it's crazy. 
Yeah, yeah, and I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for it. So I don't know if like the studio is just putting money into it, but I'm seeing like on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, how how much have the they had to spend on marketing like over and over again <laughs> right. for this movie? So. Yeah. It makes me curious. That can always know. go one of two ways. Like maybe they're trying to oh, maybe it's going to be a bit you know, maybe it's not that good, so they're really trying to push it, or maybe it's going to end up getting a lot of um, a lot of press. I, I hope it does. You know me, man. I'm an antler boy. So you've always been an antler boy, third antler. That's right, third antler, dude. And and don't and don't forget first the penis. and second before that. The third antler is the penis. <laughs> yeah, it is the penis. That's what that You're song's right. about. It's hard <laughs> cock. Velvet. If anyone wanted to know mm. what the special song. Is about third antler. It is about yeah, a hard the, cock. The, the some cock velvet. <laughs> That's what you call it, right? That's what antlers are made of. Velvet. Antler yeah. velvet. That's what. Yeah, antler velvet. That's what. That's a horror slang for an mm, erection. My, my fucking antler velvet over here. That's that's what you've got behind you. That those are your curtains. See. Your antler velvet. What else was scary? Uh, Candyman. Uh. Yeah. Oh, do you see? What you? I think? liked it. I thought. I thought some of the social the social commentary was a little ham fisted at times, um, but over. I overall. I overall enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. I didn't. I. I did want to see it in theaters. I. I didn't get a chance. I. You know. I'm curious. I. I'm not a fan of the original at all. I gotta say. Really. Um. It, okay. it annoys the shit out okay, of me. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't like. I. I don't know. It's like kind of grimy Chicago. This is a very like, grimy movie. Just these. Yeah. It feels dirty. I don't mind the griminess, but, like, it was just kind of a little bit annoying. It was just, like, this kind of, like, college student running around, like, harassing people in, like, ghettos. It was just, like, I don't know. I didn't like it. I thought I would. I just am not a candy man. Fair enough. You're racist. Uh, uh, yeah, it's because I'm racist. So. Okay. So, so name an, another African-American um, horror villain that you you really like, then. A good, uh, oh, I'll wait. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. You you got anyone? Oh, I like Candyman, so I'm out. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I do love that they brought him back though for for the uh, that for for the sequel. That's that's pretty cool. And I thought the character, yeah. the creature design looked good. I bet I would like the new one more than the original. You might. Honestly. You might. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it when it yeah, comes out. Yeah, it's a uh, it it's. Interesting. It's interesting. It's good way. Like I, I love the new style of kind of doing, like taking old horror IPs, acknowledging that the old ones are there when you make the new one, as opposed to completely abandoning them and trying to start from scratch, which is what, which is what okay, this you didn't did, like, does. You, you didn't like Halloween. Yeah, but I like Halloween, Halloween twenty eighteen. That counts. But they didn't bring anybody back. They brought back a lot of the the my homegirl, no. the nurse that was in the original and age. Back, I'm talking about acknowledging that the other movies like happened, like at least one of them. Bring them know? back. Bring them. Bring them back. back. Bring them all back. Get. Bring them all back. You know? Fuck it. Retcon that shit. It's 2021. Retcon it. <laughs> uh, Flaherty just informed me that Pumpkinhead isn't streaming anywhere. That's bullshit. But um, you know, four ninety nine on Amazon is worth it for for a good pumpkin head feast. Oh, that's not too bad, my man Lance. Hey, let's sw- let's swing let's into the the chat for a second here. Okay, so uh, yeah. All right, Will says don't don't say Blackula. <laughs> as <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> you could say how how about this? Uh, Eddie Murphy and Vampire in Brooklyn. 
Oh, could have gone yeah. there. Aaliyah and Queen of the Dams. Wait, I, I actually have Blade on my thing. Does Blade count? Blade's a good guy. Yeah, but you know. He's he's he's, me- he's menacing guy. to you. I wonder why. Scared. Yeah, of course he is. I mean, he's a very imposing okay. figure. Okay, yeah, all right. That's fine, Luke. Okay. It's fine for you to say that. Thanks. I love Blade. Okay, yeah, any questions? Are you? What? All right, uh, do you see No One Gets Out Alive yet? And what's your favorite Lovecraft-style horror? No One Gets Out Alive I have not seen. I, I think I, I saw people talking about it, but I'm not really sure what it's about. Uh, my favorite yeah, my favorite Lovecraft-style horror is probably uh, From Beyond. We did... Yeah. That was like that was the last thing like stream we did. Yeah, we yeah, actually right? did. I maybe I can recover that. I have the audio. It's a little fucked up. We did actually a Lovecraft episode during COVID, but uh, right. I don't. The audio wasn't. I couldn't get it to really be right. Let me. I'll have to look at that again. I may be able to release it, even if it's not like the best quality. But. Uh, that was the one where we did the whole, we had like an after party, right? Where we all, we, everyone that was watching, yes. we brought into the show. I brought Claude Rouge, my yeah. dog. I brought him up on the couch. It was a great time. What's my fun. favorite least, early. what's your favorite least scary movie, Luke? My favorite least scary movie? Let's see. What's your favorite least scary? Milo, that's a good question. Milo. Like, like least scary horror movie or like favorite movie that's not scary yeah you know um okay how about um what did we watch young frankenstein does that count there you go i think i think that counts all right least scary horror movie least scary horror movie uh can we count rear window as a horror film yeah, if we can, then that's my favorite least scary horror film. Yeah. Okay. Young Frankenstein and Rear Yeah, Window. I love Rear Window. That's really that's top ten for me. I mean, I guess you, you could. You know, that's a, I haven't actually seen. Oh really? That. That's a hit. Oh, Rear Window is a, yeah. it's amazing. It's an amazing movie. Yeah. Um. Any of those like older Universal ones though are fun. They're you know it. They're they're atmospheric. They they don't they don't have to be you know scary. You know I was talking to to Johnny in my band the other day and he was like he's like give me a movie that like what's the movie that just scares you the most like what's your you know what terrifies you and I had to really think I was like you know I watch a lot of horror movies but none of them really are like terrifying to me you know but that um you know what I told him to doubt to check out and I think we talked about it maybe I forget if it was like 2018 or 2017. But um, Ganjim Haunted Asylum. It's a terrifying yeah, for sure. Korean. Ganjim's really yeah. scary. That- Especially because, like, Asian-style ghost stuff really frightens me. Like, I think yeah. it's just because it's it was such a foreign thing to me. Because, like, they, they're con- that's always, like, their style and concept of ghosts. And, like, I didn't, I didn't have right. my defenses for it. You know what I mean? Like, growing yeah. up. So, so Asian-style ghosts, like, really fucking creep me out. They really get to me. It's and not just the style of ghosts, but also the actors. They're not like American. They're not like Hollywood A listers that we're familiar mm-hmm. with. So having like a cast of characters that we don't know makes it all, you buy into it a little bit more. Um, but that was a movie that like yeah, I was like walking around in my basement in the dark afterwards and was like <laughs> scared. So that was that 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 did it for me. Honestly, I got, but I gotta say too, like 
you know, I do, and just to tie in with the app a little bit, I think James Wan does a really good, effective, scary movie in a house, too. After watching Insidious the other night, there were some parts, and it's just classic, like, you know, like the psychic lady looking into, like, a dark corner and freaking out. But just those simple little things when they're done well, uh, you know, the kind of shit that makes you scared to walk around your basement yeah, when it's dark. Yeah. For sure. You know, the, he, I, like, the conjuring, the conjuring, I would say, like, all three of them. Uh, that's enough. I watched the third Conjuring movie. The Devil made me do it, and I thought that was good as well. I don't know if you saw. That. I started to. I you, you just can't make me give a shit about the Conjuring movies. I'm just never going to. I'm never. You gonna don't like them at all, man. I just don't. I just don't. I like the second one a lot. Okay. Like the second one has like a couple things that I like about it. it has a couple of scenes that I like, but yeah. but they're very small and like just the whole the whole of it. I dislike just like yeah. watching those fucking charlatans run around. You know. Fucking with ghost nuns. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's how much like, of the Warrens making off wanted... that? How much is their estate of those <laughs> those fucking tricksters? They're glorified. They're glorified as Who being like the... these. The... Is it Ed Warren or uh, Ed and Lorraine it, Warren? Uh, uh, yeah, they they got kids, right? Yeah. The, their estate. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it is it Ed Warren or is it Patrick Wilson? Who who's making who's making the big bucks here? Both. Both. Both, they might as well yeah. be. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ! All right, all right. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I think they're good. <laughs> I think they're good. But um, all right. Let's see. Uh, yeah. this is a black phone trailer. Looks sick. Seth says. Oh yeah, I'm I'm intri- I'm definitely intrigued to check that out. I I gotta Very check it out. Very interesting. Is it for sure? You haven't heard? I've not. Seen it, it's Hobbs, it's out, Man? right? I'm yeah. pretty sure it's out. I gotta I gotta watch it. I've been the meaning tra- to. The trailer's out. Yeah. Trailer's. I think out. the movie's yeah. out. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure. It's like I think so. A, I think it's a streamer. It's like a limited. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I would. I'm totally gonna watch. That's something like I. I wouldn't need to go to the theater to watch. I'm definitely gonna try and go to the theater for Scream and Antlers. But I mean, I would watch. I'd watch Black Phone just on on the streaming. On a small. For sure, phone. I like it. Big fan of these. I want. I want to watch it streaming. on my Black. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Watching it on a phone, just like they intended. Um. <laughs> They could, that, that's a missed marketing opportunity. Watch the black phone now on your black phone. If you, only if you have a black phone, you're allowed to. What other kind of phones pretty are cool, there? Pretty cool idea. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Let's see. Uh, Bloomhouse, if you're hiring. Uh, Will, Will asks, are there any Pumpkinhead sequels that are any good? Dude, that is that Will Portoff yes. asked that? Our, our, dude, first off, Will, I'm loving all your illustrations. I, I check out all your shit. They're so awesome. And um, that's a great question. And Rory and I were just talking about it because we watch Pumpkinhead every year, but I haven't really seen any. I know there's, like, Blood Wings. I think they kind of veer off into pretty, like, sci-fi movie territory. But And none of them have Lance Henriksen, or none of them were directed by Stan Winston after the original. So, I mean, I'd be curious to check it out, but... I haven't heard that any of them are really good, but I don't know. I would check out Blood Wings just because it's kind of a metal type. I wish they were because I've always really loved the design of Pumpkinhead. I think he's very scary. Yeah. Super yeah. scary looking, but, you know, it just sucks that they can't, they can't utilize him. You know, the best yeah. way. Well, I think that's, yeah, and that's, you know, Stan Winston directed it, so I think that you're never going to quite – capture that again and just i just love the ambience of that movie so much i just love the fog creeping through the 
this creepy woods. I mean, that's one of my favorite all time creepy woods movies. Hell it really yeah. is. Uh, how about Seder? Have you seen? Hated that? it. I was oh, excited really? for it. That movie's so fucking boring. Like I, okay. I, I just speaking of cabin in the woods style movies, I was kind of excited. To I check was it out. I was excited for it too. I was excited for it too. But and I'm yeah, like, like I'm like you know I love a slow burn. Don't get me wrong, but this movie just didn't it didn't do anything for me. Hmm. Just leave it behind. So let's see what else right. here. Uh, John's gonna run. Goodbye, John. It was great to see you. Uh, we got we got old uh, DS lines here. Can you tell me why Halloween Damn. Kills was so terrible? Interesting thought. What do you think, Luke? Well, we talked. We about did. It you missed it, it but terrible. I think it's terrible. I'm I'm with you, Dan. Not I think terrible. it's a piece of shit. Also, it's all the hospital stuff is stupid, but there's plenty in there. That's a dumbass fun. movie, dude. Good eye stab. <laughs> it's watching Lenny stab. Clark, Boston comedy legend Lenny Clark get fucking yeeted. Oh, really? Yeah, he's uh, the old guy, the interracial couple with the drone. That's Lenny Clark. Oh, he was good. Yeah. That, see, that scene was funny. Boston's own. A lot of comedy people. They had um, uh, Michael yeah. McDonald's, the guy who played Stewart. He was uh Oh, that's, yeah, that's he true. Yeah, he was uh, the gay couple, you know? And uh, the dude from The Breakfast Club. What's his name? Yep, that guy. <laughs> I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. There, well, that's David Gordon Green, I think. There's, a, I mean, I, I thought 2018 had some funny moments, too. They, this was, like, much less funny, and I kind of wish there was a li- It was funny unintentionally, but um, I, the Little John, Big John shit was pretty funny. I like that, too. It, it felt like a Tim and Eric thing going on. <laughs> Dan also says, uh, "Did you guys see Nighthouse? That's my favorite horror of the year, besides Malignant. I did see Nighthouse. I I uh, enjoyed it. It's a movie. I, I feel like I need to sit with it. I need to watch it again and want to sit with it a little more. But uh, I enjoyed it, especially uh, that actress. I don't know her name, but she acted the shit out of that movie." I was just okay. I was just really I'm gonna, impressed. I'm, I'm going to add that. Yeah, to I was just really impressed with her performance, like the whole time. Uh, just being this like untethered, like grieving person. Like I, she was great, absolutely great. Okay. Um, hey, I checked out a good um, Bigfoot lesbian movie. Recently. Oh yeah. Also, Nighthouse is directed mm-hmm. by uh, the guy who did the Ritual. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, monstrous. Have you heard? Have you seen monstrous? I feel like I have. I don't know what it is. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's a here's a great re- monstrous, a lesbian horror story. Yeah, it's kind of like you know a chick uh, trying to. It's a lot going on. But if you like Bigfoot, if you like lesbians, I love Bigfoot. Yeah, I'd recommend I love Bigfoot it. movies. Yeah, it was pretty good. Honestly, it was cool. It was it was well acted, and it wasn't like a typical stupid Bigfoot movie. Plenty of stupid shit in there, but um, yeah, directed by Bruce Wemple. Pretty good. I don't even know when the hell it came out, but uh, just kind of came on my radar. Heard it was good. Some good practical effects. I don't know. I I, I sort of recommend it. I guess. Interesting. This is why we're Rose Bernard from Lost flying a drone. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Nice. Not a little nice. racist. That's what we like here. That's what we do in this podcast. Um, let's. You want to get into it? Yeah, should we dive in? Let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's dive into these movies. Yeah. Let's give a short pause where we would put music in. 
Okay, good. I'm glad we're bringing that back. Assume you heard some clever song that's a play on the title of the movie <laughs> that we're going to talk about. It's yeah. my favorite part of listening back to Dead Last Episode is finding out what songs you choose. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. It's an art. It's a truly an art. Um, it is. And, it, you know, I'm supposed to be the musician, but I wouldn't do as good a job as you. So I tip my backwards hat to you, sir. <laughs> I appreciate it. Look, Luke, do you want to, uh, as is tradition... Would you like to bring oh, up shit. the IMDb information for the film Trauma, nineteen ninety three? We're starting with Trauma. Yes. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's bring this up. Let's see how uh, shitty the IMDb is on it. Okay, so Trauma from nineteen ninety three. A young man tries to help a teenage European girl who escaped from a clinic after witnessing the murder of her parents by a serial killer, and they try to find the killer before the killer finds them. Yeah. That um, works. That's serviceable. So, this is... It's important when we talk about both these movies uh, to establish what Giallo is. Um, right. Do you do you have a reference for that, Luke? Like, per, like personally, so, like for yourself. Like, when I say Giallo, yeah. do you get like a feeling or like an understanding of like what that means. So I am a total giallo virgin. Okay. Um, I know we, we've talked about this a little bit and I've always wanted to dive more into the films of Dario Argento and the giallo films. Um, the only one I'm really familiar with is Suspiria and I haven't even seen all of it, but I actually listened to a podcast this year. I want to shout out land of the creeps. Uh, with my dude Greg Amortis. It's a great horror movie podcast, Land of the Creeps. You can check out their Facebook group, any podcast app. But they had a great, like, four-hour episode on Giallos, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and it gave me kind of a better uh, frame of mind for what they are, but I'm totally unfamiliar with them, you know, other than kind of knowing some of the basic tropes of sort of like a murder mystery, a bit of ultraviolence, some very red blood, and scores by Goblin. Um which all is very intriguing to me, but obviously this one trauma seems like it was kind of the first like crossover to being like an American production. So it seems like trauma was not the best introduction to, um, I, to our I don't think, me. I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was. I, 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 I chose this yeah. film because it seemed to have a lot of similarities to malignant. Uh, and is also, sure, I think that it did. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. I regret, having chose this because for, as like your first uh giallo film the, i this this isn't a great intro you, you know it, it's right. also his first 90s movie it just doesn't feel right. as as stylized 
as uh, a lot of his other films are. Um, but but yeah. for like four yeah. people uh, to get into just the idea of Giallo a little bit uh, for everyone else out there. Uh, so Giallo, it, it's basically started in Italy by like uh, Mario Bava, uh, his films. Uh, it, Giallo means yellow in Italian uh, for the covers of these like oh, okay. mystery novels that were coming out in Italy. At oh, the time. that's kind of cool. Uh, they, uh, they often have like masked criminals, leather gloves. There's like, of course, a giant mystery. Um, you know, like you said, violent over the top murders an emphasis on psychology, colorful lighting, close ups to hide the identity of the killers. Um, to to me, when I hear the word giallo, or my understanding of giallo is almost like pornography, kind of like you know it when you see it, kind of thing. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot. It's not consistent, and also the names too. They have these weird name tropes where you either need to have a color, a number, or an animal in okay. the title of the film. Very often. Yeah. But uh. Essentially, there's a lot. Okay. I feel like the the last Giallo film was like Neon Demon. Uh, before Malignant. Oh, oh, like sure. Neon... Yeah, that was on that was on your top ten list, the right on the year that it came out. Maybe I don't remember. Was it or was it not? You like Night Demon, uh, though, didn't uh, you? Neon Demon. Yeah, I I like Neon Demon. I Neon do. Demon. Uh, I never. Yeah, I never saw it. I remember when it came out, but okay, I didn't know that was uh, considered a Giallo. That's cool. But definitely super Giallo vibes in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. but mal- in terms of like more color and stuff, is that yeah, gonna, highly stylized. Kind of mystery at the core of it? Weird mystery, yeah. psychology, heady bullshit. You know, Black Swan is a little okay. giallo. Oh, okay, a little bit. Kind of feels that way. Uh, but after the eighties, like that, the the giallo kind of died off, right? Yeah, it it's it's not, a dead. Like that, that was that was the genre. heyday. Like yeah. for sure. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I'm gonna watch Deep Red this week. That's one that I'm. That's like been re- keeps coming up on my Shutter Deep Red, account. Tenebrae. Um, and Tenebrae. That was the one that it, on the Land of the Creeps episode I listened to. Those ones, obviously, other than Suspiria, yeah. are the ones. Suspiria that is arguably not Giallo. It's a bit more supernatural witchy yeah. shit. There's not really so. Yeah. Many, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. I have a, I have a question for you. And I know this movie probably isn't considered to be a giallo, but what about curtains? You seen curtains? I haven't seen curtains in a long enough time. But I mean, a lot of a lot of these slasher tropes that we have today in America were taken from like the Italian giallo films. Okay. Cemetery Man giallo. I, I think it w- I haven't seen Cemetery Man long enough either. Yeah, okay. To to comment on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But like things, especially like you know, like point of view of the killer and stuff like that. Um, a lot sure. of those things are taken and adapted. So, I mean, kind of like the original Friday the 13th seemed to have like a lot of these elements other than like the stylized coloring effect, For but sure. a lot of POV shots, close-ups of the, you know, kind of a who done it. For sure. Yeah, I think you'd argue a lot of early slashers are giallo because it's it's just they're just taking from what that is. Um, would you say some of the scream movies have some giallo in them? I don't know. Am am I reaching, reaching a bit? 
I'm just trying to learn. I'm trying to reflect anybody listening. That's it's also hard. But like I said, it's all which, it's uh, all of opinion. You know, like I call things horror all the time that people don't think are horror. So it's, it's all in the theater of the mind. So trauma, trauma. Yeah. This movie was fucking weird. It, yeah. It's Dario Gento's first American production. And I think this first one in the '90s, right. maybe it's in 1993. And it, yeah. it, it, my biggest issue overall is that it doesn't feel very stylized at all. Uh, compared to yeah. his other films, uh, the amount of color and like the cinematography in his other movies are, are they're crazy. They're really good. And this one, it feels so drained. It feels really sucked dry. We're in fucking Minneapolis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are we doing? Why are we in Minneapolis right now? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like those. There were two elements that I'm that intrigued me the most about Argento's movies weren't there, and that is the stylized shooting and the Goblin score. And it, it seems like they just wanted to make this more of an American style, like '90s slasher. And it didn't look that. The music was fine. It was cool. Um, you know, it's just kind of a basic, like, spooky orchestral string kind of thing but yeah it didn't th- this movie didn't st- it, it, i had a hard time getting into it i i, I i've it, it felt pretty forgettable for me overall i didn't not like it i enjoyed it and it, it, i still want to watch more of argento's movies but it never really pulled it was me too in, long you know and i also it's definitely too and i watched it on imdb tv for free which if anyone wants to check it out you can do so commercials um so it's yeah, even so longer commercials which would it doesn't help the pacing of this movie at all to watch it with commercials. So, oh man, uh, yeah. So they wanted Goblin. He wanted to get Goblin originally for this, right. but the right. uh, the studio said no because they didn't think the American cinema goers would enjoy Goblin at all, which is bullshit. But yeah, they just wanted to make it like a '90s slasher, and that's typical American studio bullshit. But, it's too so, bad they didn't let him like do his thing so to walk you through like the the baseline of this film is uh dario argento's daughter asia argento is in this film which is creepy which is see that's that's the trauma that that i get (laughs) my trauma in this movie is her being 16 slash 17 in this movie in real life yeah. That's a problem. And her dad filming her topless was very That's a problem. I, fi- I figured that out afterwards. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, I wonder how old she was in this movie because she showed her tits. And she seems very young. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, she's like yeah. 16 or 17. Like, and that's your daughter. Like, this is not – like, I don't feel great. And it was after a, seeing that, and it was an unnecessary shot. Yeah. Like the, nice tits, but like, yeah. why was that shot even in the? If that's your daughter, that's a very easy thing to just. Yeah, why admit, are you making me you know? see seventeen-year-old tits? Why are you making me do that? Yeah, like, and it's your yeah. It was uncomfortable. I don't like it. And it was just like it's kind of the guy walking by, like lo- awkwardly looks in. He's and thirsty, like, because like it it opens with like she's gonna kill herself, and he pulls over and. It's gonna save her. Like, yeah, he just saves her, right? He grabs her, and then another guy pulls yeah. over, and like he's like wicked mean to her. He basically might have might as well said, yeah. "She's mine. <laughs> I found her. She's mine." Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's he's a creep. He's a fucking creep. 
<laughs> this girl's 16, and he immediately saves her from killing herself, finds this very vulnerable, troubled girl, and decides that... Yeah, and, like, just, just like, like, hey, here, yeah, move into my I'll, place. I'll the, totally fuck bed. you. That's fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. Uh, so he saves her, and then it, you know, we watch a girl, uh, a doctor's head, get cut off with this machine. So I, I believe it's called a garrote. Is, is that what that is? Yeah, except uh, like an automatic one. It's like a machine that has a metal cable. You wrap it around someone's head. You press a button, and it just keeps pulling until it cuts someone's fucking head off. That's what it was originally made for? Yeah, I don't think there's any other... I mean, what are you going to do? Slice potatoes with that thing? What the fuck? Well, that's what I was like, what, what's Cut a, the practical car application and half? of that thing? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I thought it was cool. Is that I liked that. For? I, they, they stole yeah. that idea uh, in this movie called The Counselor uh, by Cormac yeah. McCarthy, the novelist. He decided to write and direct a film. The movie sucked. But... Uh, there's a part in it where someone except it's not like a manual like you just press a button and it just starts doing it someone walks up to brad pitt puts that around his head and presses the button just walks away and starts like and cuts his fucking head off oh brad pitt gets decapitated. yeah pretty lit he loses okay. some fingers too because <laughs> yeah, he gets know, his fingers in there to try to stop it oh yeah nice yeah you know i do like the um i like that the killer used one weapon the whole time it can be kind of an annoying slasher trope when it's just kind of whatever the guy finds you know i like my michael myers with the kitchen knife you know i I like jason with a machete i get it sometimes these guys have to improvise but i think really establishing it especially when it's like a weird weapon like that that was something i actually liked about it yeah it it gives him a brand you know and he's got the leather gloves the long coat which is something we're going to see in malignant um yeah which is, of course, giallo. And, but there are a lot of scenes that I don't understand. Like, in the beginning, right? Beginning, they're, they're doing this seance. And the lady's like, oh, the person who kills me in this room, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. A window breaks. And then, all of a sudden, that lady's running outside. Yeah, the seance. She just, she's just, she's just running outside. Out the husband's head get cut gets cut off. Yeah, that's it. Whatever. <laughs> like, why are you running outside? Like, no one in the seance was like, "Yeah, she just." That's fine. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. And I'm wondering if maybe this was because I watched it on the IMDb TV, but sometimes just cuts seemed really random, and like where it would change. Um, I don't know if that was maybe how I watched it, but like the editing just felt like really like disjointed and weird in a lot of parts of this movie. Um, I don't know if that's maybe even like a language barrier thing and kind of like, you know, the first American production, but it just kind of felt very like jumbled and weird at parts to me. Yeah. The pacing is very bad. And also something that I just thought of is, you know, as, as far as Dario Gento showing his daughter's tits, stuff like that he's not perverted he's just italian yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean We're not giving to, him a yeah to yeah, quote true. andrew cuomo it seems like there's something to this <laughs> this is something we're seeing over and over again maybe it's true 
Maybe Italians are just disgusting people. And it's part of their mm. culture. And we should appreciate it and try to understand it and not be so ignorant of their lifestyle. So you're not grossed out by that anymore. No. Now you've come around yeah. to where you, you think it's that fine. Was a, 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 it, that you're just you're just blaming is Tom, Italians. Is Tom Brady Italian? Is that why he kisses his dad on the fucking mouth all the time? Is that it? Um, no, he just lo- he just, he loves, just loves his dad. dad. He's just a good he's, he's just a ca- good boy. I don't think Brady is an Italian name. <laughs> Maybe they they shortened it from Brady Alucci. <laughs> Brady Alo. Yeah. But he also kissed. Oh no, he didn't kiss Papa John's on the lips. That was Peyton Manning. I think it's just a football. Peyton thing. Manning ki- a kiss mouth. A lot of mouth. Kiss kissing. Papa John on the mouth. Yeah, like the like the racist pizza guy. Oh, that's yeah. cool. All right, that's that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's disgusting. <laughs> When you, <laughs> that guy you, know, when a, you achieve a certain level, man, you can just kind of kiss like, anyone. They can be a racist pizza guy. I feel like that matter. guy is just out in public wearing just a a, a sauce-covered red polo. He's like a millionaire, but he just won't not wear that red polo so people recognize him. Just wasted out of his fucking mind. Just an absolute pig. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how Chris Pratt portrays pa- um, Italian American how superstar. He per- portrays Super Papa Mario. John in the the, the biopic. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be so good as Super Mario. There, he's gonna be cast as yeah, Papa John in the exa- Papa John exactly. biopic. I uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, is Mario Giallo? <laughs> I don't know, dude. This is fucking Italian <laughs> film. Ugh, God. That that casting yeah, yeah. is is a mess. <laughs> what a fucking Mad Libs. Greg, shout like, out Greg Knight. Ugh, I'm, Super Bowl I'm Donkey Kong. Kiss a racist yeah. on the mouth. Then oh, it's true. My God, it's true. <laughs> I, uh, just let me be Wario, dude. Let me in. You should be Wario. Did they cast Wario yet? I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. Or is that Danny DeVito? Right? <laughs> or is he there? I, I don't know, dude. I I don't know who who Wario is. I, they're gonna choose something weird. They'll be like Timothy Chalamet. This Wario. You haven't you haven't been following the Mario cast. I saw some of them. I looked at it and I got pissed off, so my brain just went red. I don't remember any of it. There's I remember Seth Rogen is like Donkey man. Kong. That almost works though. I don't oh, mind that. Fucking pisses me off, dude. I want uh, just any opportunity to hear Seth Green breathing and surround sound is you know in Dolby. Just hear. <laughs> <laughs> Love the way that guy breathes. Uh, so also in the beginning, I was scared the gecko was gonna get beheaded, and then the ge- the gecko <laughs> got brought in real close. Like the killer likes animals, killer pets, cats, and really loves the gecko. Uh, Who's gecko? It's is I, it? it's the first lady he kills gecko. And okay. the thing is, the gecko is a little menacing too. I think the gecko was kind of like an evil sidekick. Like that dog is to like uh, what's the guy in, in Wacky Racers, uh, Dick, Dick Dastardly, and like Snidely, oh. his dog. It's like that. Right. They're evil together. Like the he's he's got like some Waluigi vibes for sure. Like on. the killer will pet the gecko, and the gecko will be like, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah, which is like great. A, like a yeah. it's like Joanna in um the Rescuers Down yeah. Under. Yes, for sure. 
Joanna, yeah. give me those eggs. Yeah, you I, I, you got to love a supervillain with, like, a reptilian, and, you know, like an evil pet. It is really a, a, a trope we don't see enough. And I was frightened because Bug Boy, there's a character uh, in this movie who is a neighbor who lives next to the killer and just looking at decapitated heads all day while they try to catch bugs. Uh, Bug Boy tries to go... You, did you feel personally attacked by that character? Yeah, cause cause fuck him. He's misrepresenting bug enthusiasts <laughs> all over the all over the world. He he's a moron, and he gets so mad because like the gecko eats a butterfly, so he gets pissed and goes after the gecko, wanders in the house, oh, right. and then he gets a gecko and squeezes it so hard that gecko blood comes out, and I got so upset. I'm like, the yeah. gecko's dead. The, the bug boy killed gecko, and the, but then gecko comes yeah. back in the end. In the finale, you see that Gecko's fine, and Gecko's getting pat and hissing in a very villainous fashion for a a leopard Gecko. Yeah, maybe he was even. Maybe that was like a bit supernatural. Maybe he was kind of brought back. Maybe. Is, yeah. Is, is that like a giallo trait as well? There's, There's like usually a a, usually some type of lizard or amphibian that will hiss in <laughs> just kind of like a familiar, you know. So what I've taken from just a recap from everybody watching um, and listening, um, Giallo um, is yellow. Um, there's usually a gecko, and um, Mario, the new Mario is movie, Giallo. is supposed to, is going to be reviving. Yes, the Giallo I'm trying to save most so. questions for the end in chat, but I will say that yeah, dances Mario is Giallo, one outfit, lots of color, highlights, stylized, wears gloves. It checks out. Mario's Giallo, you heard it here first. Great. Um, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know if you have any other just closing uh, for. I I really don't have that much on this movie. It, it I think you know it was. It just doesn't. It's not a good rep- representation of our Giallos or Argentos, or Argentos movies in general. But um, well, I guess I'll wait till the end because. My favorite part of the movie were, were there's two favorite parts I have and they're both in the last like five minutes of gotcha, the movie. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I I liked the killing parts. I uh, I liked I liked how yeah, they oh, just the, put, yeah, I liked put the, the head yeah. in a bag, kind of like oh like I need this for my files. You know, I'm gonna let me take this head home right. and put it I in love the those bags in, too, in the like filing the cabinet. Yeah, bags. it's like a doctor's bag. Right. Uh, I yeah, appreciate it. I didn't understand the overall theme of anorexia in this film. It, it yeah. felt like that was there, I but I didn't necessarily understand it. Like, I know his daughter died shortly after this movie and battled with anorexia. So uh, it's definitely coming right. from his daughter, uh, his other daughter, not not Asia, not, not uh, young tits there. Um, <laughs> but it, But it's in there. And like I didn't get it. It didn't. It and they talk a lot about it in the beginning of the movie, and then that whole plot point kind of gets like. It abandoned. seems like something that be, they should be pushing thematically, but I didn't feel it thematically in any way. You know, she's she's I just like, uh, it, anorexic. That is just a part of like what's going on. But like I, I feel like a movie like Drag it, Me to Hell does deals with like anorexia and eating disorders mm-hmm. in a much uh, subtler, but a better way. I think it was less even about like the that like that the condition itself, and it was more just kind of like 
the doctors or the cops using it as almost like a scapegoat kind of thing. Like, oh, well, she was anorexic. She had issues, you know, gotcha. like them kind of pushing the using other stuff away. Using it to dismiss away, her, and, you know, also with like right, the psychology right. stuff, which is usually a part of these things. Right. It's like, especially, oh, a woman who needs psychological help dismiss everything about it. Because, yeah. I mean, th- there's that whole scene where the detective is, like, listing all of this, these, like, traits of anorexia, and there's, like, a very in-detailed scene, and, yeah, like, as the movie goes on, you're like, what was yeah. the point? Ha- has dreams of her dad kissing her. And, like, does she have those dreams, she... or were those, like, made-up yeah, flashbacks? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Or... That, well, and... that's what they said. That's what they listed off as, like, a common... Right, but then it a common and then symptom. It shows they keep showing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Think I don't think it's accurate. accurate. <laughs> well, like, can I just yeah. have dreams about kissing my dad without having an eating disorder? <laughs> right. Like, can I just be yeah. a little sleepy Tom Brady? You know, is Tom Brady have any eating disorder, <laughs> or he dreams about kissing his dad every night? Let the man live. He's no, cut. I think that you're... Yeah, exactly. No, and you can dream about you dream about kissing your dad. Your dad. Oh, it's not a big fucking deal. Uh, I'm still gonna go. I'm gonna go have a Big Mac right after. Don't even fucking worry about it. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you on that. Bullshit, dude. Uh, disembodied heads talk. Yeah, that was fun. Don't know if I have anything more to say. I don't even know if I if I should add to that. But yeah, your head gets cut off. You got a little more time left. You can scream. Yeah, I like that. His head gets cut off in the elevator shaft, Brad Dreef's head, and then he screams yeah. all the way down the shaft. Which, by the way, was a pretty hilarious '90s practical nice. effect. Or not? I don't think that was. I don't think that was his real head. But like you know, in like '90s or '80s movies, when they have like CGI like that, and it's got that kind of like light blue ring about it, <laughs> just Brad. Yeah, Brad Dreef's head just flying down an elevator shaft screaming. That 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 gave me a good like out loud laugh. And just anytime Brad Dorf's on, on screen, he he was really funny and oh well I didn't expect to see him pop up and he's great. He's just always going crazy and screaming, like yeah, he I love He's I dynamite. Love yeah, he is dynamite. Um, yeah, of course, and they they start fucking this guy and uh the sixteen year old, like I said. Uh the reveal isn't even that great. It was the mom the whole time. She tricked her daughter by (laughs) pretending to hold her head as a disembodied head. And her dad said at the same time as an optical illusion. That's the twist. She killed killed all the doctors who accidentally aborted her baby. It was very unclear really what happened. The, The lightning struck and they were scared and accidentally stabbed the child to death with a scalpel so they only I, kill when I, it rains honestly that whole yeah that i the reveal scene made pretty much no sense to me um and i hated though that it was like that fish angle lens just like swinging around in circles with like extreme close-ups on the surgeons it, it was just awkwardly filmed and didn't really make any sense yeah i don't know we but I didn't even get that. That's why they kill in the rain. Because, yeah, because like, it was it was a sto- it was a storm that night. Rain. It was a storm yeah. that night. So yeah, I was watching it while it's raining, and uh, so I was pretty scared. Um, <laughs> no, 
this movie yeah. sucked. Uh, one one last thing I'll say. Yeah. We can just wrap this up and move on to Malignant because I don't like this. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Is that so? There's some weird filming thing that they're doing during this movie where they're pumping fog and smoke into onto the screen all the time. You can't see it, but uh, it was. Uh, you got to look it up, right? But there's fog and smoke being pumped on all the time to kind of give this atmosphere. Even though you can't necessarily see it on camera, it does look kind of smoky, I guess. But that fog and smoke. You uh, do you know that that was a fog machine? I don't. I don't know what machine it, kind of machine it was. But I mean, do you, are you sure it was? I I thought that was just kind of like a like a lens filter no. thing, like in some it of those was weird, real kind of like romantic fog and smoke. Okay. Or whatever movie stuff. I believe. There. I, I I believe. But it I believe you made. Dario Argento unable to properly smell or taste for 20 years. Some COVID yeah. shit. From all that shit. So he paid the price for this film. Wow, imagine that. He, he like It's like his worst movie and he has to like... Get, like deal Everything with, turns like, to ash in his mouth now? Cool. <laughs> I shouldn't have let everyone see my daughter's tits. I got cursed. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was a bit of karma there. But uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy this movie very much. I'm sorry that we watched it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, that was a great way to spend my I Tuesday wish I chose evening. Tenebrae instead. Yeah, I wish you did too. But uh, it's got some interesting stuff in it. There's some silly shit. But overall, yeah. it was too long. I It was yeah. tough to keep my eyes on the movie. Yeah. And and this is the the N sixty four expansion pack just dropped on Switch, so I definitely started downloading yeah, Ocarina of Time. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna give it a uh, I'm gonna give it a four, four out of ten. Yeah, four out of ten geckos. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, I'd say we're on pretty much the same page about all this. The only thing is, my favorite part was when at the end where he kind of goes crazy because he thinks that the girl dies, the main character, and he writes a fake prescription. And um, he gets whatever, like a painkiller or, you know, whatever he gets, you don't see. But he, he goes and they're like, hey, it's a fake, pres- it's, a, it's a fake prescription. And uh, he runs out. He's like, hey, buddy, that was a fake. And he goes, hey, fuck you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like beats the, the shit out of him. Punches him in the face. <laughs> that was sick. I also didn't even it's understand a- that. Like, since when is he writing fake <laughs> prescriptions? When did when was right. that a part of the movie? Like, why? For what pills? To what end? But it, then he's, he's just he's a drug lying randomly <laughs> he's lying on the street bleeding and a guy walks by him and goes serves you right you goddamn drug addict <laughs> it does serve him right you're also a pedophile uh, you deserve to get the shit kicked out of you you've been a weirdo the whole movie uh that was my favorite part but then my other favorite part maybe you can clear this up for me and again i don't know if this was just watching on imdb tv and it was a weird cut but the move they're like hugging each other Not and she's well. like i love you and then it just and and it just cuts to um, a reggae band playing on a porch. Um, I don't like. Did did you, is this how the movie just ends uh, with a reggae band on a porch? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Why? Why not? They also, they also show his dead daughter dancing <laughs> in the end. On the credits. Yeah. Um. Well, those are my two favorite parts of the movie. So, yeah, I didn't like it very much. I Yeah, I mean, I'd probably give it a four as well. I mean, it's still, like, obviously a legendary director. And, and I, I, you know, maybe I'll have a different appreciation for it when I watch some of the more renowned giallos. But um, I don't know. Yeah, if you're looking for, like, some kind of dumb, stupid 90s 
um, mystery killer with a good weapon, I guess it's, you know, it's better than a lot of slashers, so I'd give it like a 4.5, I guess. Hey, fair enough. All right, yeah, let's put a fucking pin in that. Let's uh, let's head to chat for a second here. Um, yeah. With your feet in the air and your head on the ground. Try to straight and spinning, yeah. All right, Luke, hit me, dog. Oh, yeah, okay, we're doing this. <clears throat> Malignant, 2021. Let's see what old Imdib has for us. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Okay, I'll take that, I guess. Interesting. It's a good, not great synopsis. There's a really long one. I don't Is this... Mm, the long one's not really good either. It's tough. This is a tough movie, I think, to do a, a decent, like, set-up plot for thing because it really is all about these crazy twists and turns that keep unfolding. It's about the mystery. Right. So you liked this movie. I loved it. Um, I loved this movie, too. I was excited, you know, it was something I had wanted, it was on my radar, you know, James Wan's Return to Horror I was stoked for, and I remember I missed my opportunity when it was on HBO Max, and I was talking to Rory about it, and he was like, yeah, I watched like 10 minutes of it, he's like, and I just saw a pregnant chick get punched, and I turned it off. Rory doesn't like when pregnant women are hit, which I respect I love it. For. I know, you are a sick little pig, I like a so movie you more. Love it. You like yeah. it. So like, for me, I didn't know what it was about, and I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound great. And then I missed my opportunity to see it on HBO Max. Um, it's not on there for free anymore. But then when you brought up seeing it again, I was like, okay, I need a reason to see it. So I I ended up renting it for twenty bucks. But I watched it. A little it. steep. It's a little steep. Um, but I was I told my buddy Zach, in in our Spooky Boys chat, um, I was like, you know, I I think it's worth it. I was like, I absolutely loved it. I think you would too. And he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna drop twenty five and own it. So you can do that if you haven't seen it yet. You can pay twenty dollars to rent it or twenty five to own it. And I would recommend that. Um, this movie is like ludicrous and insane. And I would absolutely watch it again with somebody who hadn't seen it, or if we're just having a little horror hang. Um, there's a lot in here <laughs> uh, to get into, and a lot of stuff that I that I want to see again. So um, yeah, I'm glad you suggested it. I had a blast watching this. So. <sighs> This is a very dividing film. Uh, a lot of people feel the way that we feel, or they think it's one of the biggest pieces of shit they ever seen in their whole lives. Really? But I, but I think, I, I think when we talk about this movie, we really have to talk about in, intent. Hmm. I, I think in, intent is an important thing uh, with this movie. Like, hold on, I, I wrote, I wrote down a whole. Let's see what you got. Little thing here. Yeah. 
Take us away. Like, like it's it's complicated because it's a measure of intent and expectation. Okay. Right. Uh, if you make a bad movie when you really want to make a good movie, it's often still great because it's fun to watch art fail in the, these wild ways. Especially you know? in horror, in the horror genre. Yeah. But often if you intend to make a bad movie, it kind of just ends up sucking. Yeah. Like a lot of people try to make campy bad horror movies on purpose and yeah. they just end up they they're just bad. Yeah. You know, they're not bad good, they're just fucking bad. Right. There's no entertaining mm-hmm. rewatch value a lot of yeah. the time. Like making a bad movie on purpose takes a lot of skill. Sure. I think. Yeah. Uh like there are a million horror movies that get shot out. They're like, "Ah, oh, we're just make it shitty and funny." It's, it's not. It's never. Right. It's not awesome. It's, it's not funny. Fucking blows. Uh. But in this thing, in this movie, James Wan, I think he did the right. The right things are bad, and the right things are good. I think he was fully you committed, know. and he took it seriously, which makes the movie really work for people that it works for. I thought he was yeah. committed to the insanity of it, which really played in its favor. It's. Yeah, it's just it's calculated. Yeah, and it, it, it also watching this kind of makes me think of uh, Dead Silence a little bit too, where it's like I really like Dead Silence, and that's like a shitty movie. And I think he kind of meant, I think he just knows how to do these silly, stupid movies. Yeah, you and know? I think I mean like he yeah. he and the whole thing with his return to horror, you know, it's like like you know, Insidious and The Conjuring, they were like on a smaller scale, but done well. And now he's done, like, Aquaman and these huge budget, and he brought some of those action chops and those big budget sensibilities to this movie, and they worked yeah. brilliantly, I thought. Yeah, because this is a movie that it, it's... The the mystery is keeping you in there. You really don't know what yeah. the angle is. You yeah. don't know what the angle is until the end, and the third act just flips the fuck out. Like, jumps yeah. a shark... More than any movie I've seen in like so long, man. Yeah, it's insane. But but the the, the tones of this movie is like the the acting is hammy, the music is overly dramatic, uh, yeah. incredibly so. And yeah, but all these other things, these other aspects are done, I think, really well. Like the cinematography, I think, is is wonderful. Uh, yeah. there are some things, especially that scene where she's running throughout the house and it's like a top down view. Oh, it goes to that bird. That, that, that was incredible. Really cool. And it's not just one room. They show her like, it's like a maze. She's running all throughout the house. It's like um, you're looking at a Sims house. Right. You know, and she's I, running through it. It just shows that like James wanted to me, it, it really is kind of like a master of the spooky house movies. I mean, his... Interior shots are so good. They they work so well, and to do something so creative but like technically proficient like that was so cool. I loved. I I like rewound that and watched that whole part again. That was a really cool sequence. Yeah, he's he's doing just uh just everything so purposeful. Um, but yeah, the the movie the the first the opening scene got me so hard. Yeah. That was like some as, vintage as, as gothic soon, horror goodness. Oh yeah, I'm like this feels so 80s. Yeah, it felt so good, and 
insane. It's time to cut out the cancer. Yeah. Like, as soon as that happened, I was like, fuck yeah. And it was an interesting setup, time. too, because it I was like, time. I was like, is this just going to be some, like, crazy, schlocky 80s doctor horror shit? And then it's like, bam, modern day Seattle, you know? Um, yeah. But then when she returns to it later, it's brilliant. When she returns to that giant, creepy asylum um, and the music and the pan up. Um, yeah, it, I, I thought that was really clever, the way that that, that intro worked really well. Yeah, it's like this is this is what's gonna happen. Like this is the vibe. The vibe of this is that it's supposed to be dated, right? Like, but it's, it, a new, it, it's, ta- it's taking place now. But the the right, this right. style of movie, like we are, we're doing Giallo. Yeah, like that's what we're that's what we're doing here. We're doing an older film. Well, because it went. But from you don't that. know it yet. That's why the exactly. opening is yeah, so right, different. Yeah. The opening is so different. From the rest of the movie, because he's trying to let you know. He's like, this, I mean, it's also, it is a flashback, but not from like, but he's letting you know that this is an old school movie. Yeah, it was a great tone setter. If it just kind of started with that scene um, with Madison and like the shitty abusive boyfriend, it would have kind of, yeah, it it wouldn't have have hooked my attention, and probably a lot of other like '80s horror fans who were like, "Oh, this is what we're doing here." So, that was a really clever transition there, and 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 like I said, going back to it at the end, I thought was that was really well done too. Um, gosh, so yeah, so basically, if you haven't seen *Malignant*, watch it. Oh, but yeah, it's it's a abusive relationship. This lady, she keeps losing her children. Uh, her husband throws her up against a wall and she hits her head. And then after that... Which comes back in people, a brilliant way. Yeah, like. <laughs> her husband gets killed and then all these people start dying and she gets to see this leather, uh, leather jacket, leather glove, long-haired person like killing all these people. And Which is also the, the, done with a really cool effect. I thought the CG of like the room kind of melting around her to where she can see it um, was yeah. done in a very cool way. Super cool. In in the way they pace this mystery it is really interesting as well because I never saw that coming. Like I was, no. I watched it a second time with both my brothers, and it was really fun to watch them try to piece together what was going on. Yeah, you know, none of them never quite got it, but they're always changing up throughout the movie what they thought was going to happen. Yeah, it, that's a good point, and that's also why I, I again I'd recommend like if you haven't seen it, it's worth the extra five dollars to own it just because I can see this movie being so fun on rewatch. Yeah, the second time for sure because you know. Uh, uh, spoilers abound. It's a it's a backwards person, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we're he, going into spoilers now, so we'll let's uh, let's get backwards. We are. So I'm, I'm if sorry you have it, if you we, haven't we, we got to talk seen about it, if you ha- yeah we have to get into spoilers. That there's no point talking the movie without. But if you haven't seen *Malignant*, go stop, watch it, and then and then you listen should. to the rest because you it, really it, really it, should. It, you really it, should stop see. and watch it before you hear us talk about it because. I don't. I don't want anyone to be robbed of, of just that experience. Yeah. You know, it's just fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, because watching the second time, you're more noticing. It. Like the first time, I was like, eventually, a couple times, I was like, uh, is that? They were backwards. Like, what? 
what's the deal? And then to watch them the whole time doing everything backwards, it's it's really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's a twin, like a teratoma, on the back of this lady's head that when they were a kid, they they took out all the bones and pushed it all the way back into her skull. And there's a th- this third act. Where she's which, in which jail. by the way, I started to interrupt, but mm. they should. I think it was a missed opportunity to not call this Teratoma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, would have been a cooler name. I mean, malignant worked, and I get it with yeah, the like whole malignant like, tumor with yeah. the whole cut the cancer out. Sure, that 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 worked, but I don't know. I think James Wan just likes these kind of like malevolent sounding words, you know, insidious and just kind of. But like Teratoma, it was would have been perfect for this, and it just yeah, ter- Teratoma. Is also more of a giallo sounding name, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. and it's more of like a, yeah, a little bit like campier. That fit the vibe. Malignant sounds like a fucking twenty twenty one horror movie. <laughs> but, but yeah, the 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 moment this movie turns is insane. She's in jail. Like, the sister just found out all the stuff, exposition dump, about, like, what really is going on, the mystery is solved, because all these doctors are dying, and they all work at the same place, and you don't know how they're connected or why, besides them working there. We don't, like, what happened? Um, yeah, she has a teratoma that was put back into her skull that had psychic powers, by the way. They had to cut it out because it was killing people. Uh, and it also would make her, give her super strength, yeah. look a superhero. So she's in this jail. These people, these other inmates are beating the shit out of her. And then the back of her fucking skull opens up. And and uh what's his name? Oliver? Uh Gabriel. 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 Yeah. Gabriel's face comes out. His fucked up face. Yeah. And then just murders all these people with super strength. Yeah. Like it's out of the boys, or like like the Matrix. Like this whole scene is like the Matrix. Like even complete with like three sixty camera movements. Yeah, just a backwards person killing (laughs) brutally. Just a jail full of like twenty women, and then breaks out of that jail cell and kills like twenty fucking cops. Yeah, in horrible ways. Uh, action-packed, ultra-violent, super sleek direction. And, you know, like, and th- that as, like that big reveal was so good, too, because they were setting it up so, like, to be kind of like, oh, it's a figment of her imagination, or they're setting up that it's Madison as the killer. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's disappointing. Is it really just she's going around killing everyone? And it's yeah. like, I mean, well, it's, sort it's of, like, done. it's right, but it's her body with her twin coming out of the head and making her backwards like it was just such a clever play on expectations and like obviously James Wan knew that right he knew what he was doing and he's setting up the audience to think that it's just going to be like a cliche it's all in her head and she's killing these people but the way that they literally no pun intended turned it on its head was like a really shocking and like oh I, I mean it was a I literally was like oh shit out loud I mean now it, it, it was it was brilliant it was one of the most effective horror twist I've seen in recent memory, for sure. Yeah, like I said, uh, uh, entirely jumping the shark. Right. This but absolutely. Ju- but just crazy. that scene was just brilliant. It, to put the exclamation point on the reveal like that 
was just just so good. And and it, I thought it was really even the first half of the movie. I was ta- texting with Dan Lyons from the Movie Blues podcast about it, and um, he's like, "How far into it are you?" And I was like, "I'm like an hour. I'm really enjoying it." He's like, "Oh, dude, like you just just wait." Um, and I thought the first hour was really well done too. And I was like, okay, there has to be a reason why you're not seeing the killer here, you know. Um, but it was really clever how they did that. And then when you see the well, Gabriel, the killer for the rest of the movie, the fact that you can see Madison's head, like the back of her head. Oh yeah, her just like <laughs> shut down face. Yeah, like that. So spooky. That made it way more so terrifying. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like a just like pasty face in oh. sleep. It was, like, really uncomfortable. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. It's I, so I, weird. I read a – you know you know us. We, we love to read our Roger Eber reviews of horror movies just to see what that fucking piece of shit thinks. And it was some other piece of shit, like, on his website. But I, the review is agonizing. If anyone wants to check out the RogerEber.com um, uh, review of this, it's like, the guy's like, does James Wan know how arms work? <laughs> he says that. Did you even watch the movie, idiot? <laughs> It's bad. This guy is, and it's also supernatural. But I I feel like that's an interesting thing to say, though, too, because I feel like it's an interesting thing to take issue with with everything that happens in this movie. Yeah, yeah, right. You're like, come on, man, grow up. The arms Uh, are what bothered you. But I feel like for what they did, it's like you're still. It's an interesting study to try to animate that. Yeah. Right. I feel like that must have been a big challenge. It's like, how do you? make all these movements of a backwards person right you know if someone's facing the other way in your skull and you're just straight up twisting those arms around and like running backwards and doing all these movements right it makes it so disorienting and strange and creepy and just Uh, it's a good it's a cool take on like a j-horror thing you know like i kept thinking about like the grudge and the ring and some of these like 90 or early 2000s j-horror movies where it's like the contortionist kind of thing was just like for whatever reason how the ghost acted this had like a legitimate reason like this is a backwards person so it had that j-horror element but like backwards man backwards (laughs) man It all started with Tom Green as backwards, man. Yeah. But I, I thought it, that whole, like, contortionist, um, like, thing worked so much better because it was actually a plot point. It's not just, like, this is a spooky character who's all bent and fucked up. Like, you know, there was a reason for it. The re- Whether or not you think that reason makes any sense is kind of besides the point in the movie. <laughs> like, it just, it worked for me, at least. Yeah. Like I said, people love this or they hate it. Or they yeah. think the rest is bad and just, like, the third act. I mean, the third act does a lot of work for this movie, but I still like the corny stuff before it. I, I think I, it's... Uh, I, I thought uh, every... It, it, the whole Very movie. easy to watch. Very easy to watch the, the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Kept kept my attention. I, li- I like the setting. I, I like how they do... Um, which is a real thing, by the way, for Seattle. The underneath. How they built it a story up to uh oh yeah that's cool to stop floods so there are old storefronts underneath seattle it's very strange and you can go down there yeah that's pretty cool so that almost mm-hmm. yeah the seattle setting also made me you know reminded me of the ring a little bit that yeah there's so many callbacks yeah. like the, the, gloomy, the gloomy blue blue yeah uh, and a little a, li- a little bit of like seven too especially when the detective chases gabriel like the that really long chase scene reminded me of that great chase scene with brad pitt and seven um 
so many different movies that seem like even like Lights Out. Remember when we did an episode on Lights Out? Whenever that came yep. out, like five years, mm-hmm. I, there was elements of that with like the the electricity fucking around and the kind of contortionist villain. Like, I, I don't know if that was like an inspiration, but I was getting a lot of Lights Out vibes watching this. Interesting. I I only watched that movie that one time, and I don't remember it very much. Yeah, Lights Out was good. I even watched it. It yeah. was based on a short story that I watched again. But, you know, that kind of, like, electrical interference. A lot of that J-horror shit, uh, those early 2000 movies, w- were, were in this, you know? I feel like James Wan leaned into that intentionally, which worked really well, especially in a Seattle setting. I loved the uh, the taking of the trophy and oh, sharpening yeah. that into Brilliant. the weapon. For the rest of the film, I, that was brilliant. What did it say? Award and cool. excellent. It said like excellence on it. Yeah, I love that they were that Gabriel was camping out in the attic, and it's like when they come crashing through, and he's like, "I didn't even know I was nesting here," and it's like in the yeah, attic, a little of black house. Christmas. Yeah, that was really clever. Like the attic of the house, that like her, she, he's in her head. Um, some, some yeah, that was that was a great like surprise that. too. Where it's like the the person you find out is their mother. That he kidnaps in the attic, she she breaks free and just falls through the fucking floor yeah. <laughs> and like lands in front of them and they're just like what the fuck? Yeah, that was great. Like, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. A lot of just little moments like mm. that 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 really worked. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I was really impressed by a lot of those things. Like, just for uh, obviously it was such like a sick, insane like movie, but so much of it worked. You know, like there's like I I was almost thinking of um like uh of Mandy a little bit. You know, where I was like, this is so balls to the wall insane, but it's like all working for me. It's keeping me like invested in this story. You know, yeah, like, it's hard yeah, to bu- do that. You got to buy in. Yeah, you, you got to right. buy in. You got to buy in. But like, Jane, like I was saying before, James Wan was committed to it. Like, so if, if he buys in, you know, you buy in. And I, I don't get how any like horror fanatic didn't like this movie. I get if you don't like horror, but like for a horror, there's so much normies. to like here. I'm I'm not sure, but I, I mean yeah. I I've just seen a lot of people say this is like the worst movie they've ever watched. I'm like I don't understand what you're talking about. It's just something it's new great. for everyone to complain about. Like the, I you know. I, I get why people are always going to complain, but I, for horror fanatics, especially like 80s or you, you know what movie this reminded me the most of though? If you had to guess, what what would you say? There was one movie that really stuck out to me. There were so many that was going through my head, but there was one where I was like, this feels like a 2021 version of this movie. Basket Case? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, it's a mutated like brother getting revenge, killing doctors that separated like, them. You got to stop that shit, Belial. <laughs> it was like, I was, I, I got it huge out. basket case vibes from this. Yeah, for sure. For sure, that's a huge one. Yeah, yeah, they go around killing all the doctors too that separated them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a very similar plot, and like the crazy deformed thing. But they have like a sibling connection. I, I feel like he had to have some basket case going through his head in this. For sure, for sure. I, I don't think there's there's any uh, any doubt at all. It's a big old horror stew that James Wong gave us here, which I loved. Do to. Do more horror like this. Do more horror like Dead Silence mm. and Malignant. And kind of Saw. Saw's a little bit that kind of attitude. The yeah, first that's one right. Is, you know, you always forget that he you directed know? the first Saw. Yeah. It's got a lot of this kind of attitude of, of yeah. it's like, this is over the top. It's a little bit silly. Right. Fucking crazy, but pretty sick. So, and like, you when know what I mean? Think, pretty like, sick. 
like seven. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah pretty sick. <laughs> I mean, I guess that that's kind of like the giallo element too, right? That kind of like insane mystery thing, and you know, I think mm. seven had like elements of that as well. For sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it, he was like really drawing from all these movies, or maybe it all stemmed from like a giallo place. Um, but I, I, there, you'll, you'd be hard pressed to find a movie that came out this year, a horror movie that seemed to pull from so many different horror movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's definitely a stew. It's a stew. Definitely a lot of homage going on here. A lot of influence. And I, uh, I really appreciated it. I love the you know, score like, too. I, you must've loved some of that synth wave vibe that we were getting in here. I did. So is that, is it the Pixies? Yeah, is, so it is right? Where Is My Mind. It but is, right? It, yeah, it's like a it's, weird fucked up version of it's by, I Where looked Is it up, My it, Mind. It's by Safari Riot. That's the version of Where Is My Mind. Um, okay. you, can, you can look it up on like Spotify or anything. It's a really, it's a very like dramatic, not much like it. But they take that, the one like, you know, the hook from Where Is My Mind. Because the first time you hear it, you're like, is that the Pixie song? Um, and I looked it up, and yeah, it's this. It's Where Is My Mind by Safari Riot, which obviously, you know, Where Is My Mind works with like the psychological um, thriller aspect of it. But it it fit really well into that creepy synthwave score. I, so I I thought that was a great a great move. Yeah. So um, I don't know if I have anything else to say except uh, Kakoa Shaw. <laughs> Why was that his name? <laughs> Kakoa Shaw. Yeah, I know. I, I, like, I, I had to like <laughs> rewind it like three times at first. I'm like, what the fuck did they just say? And they they lean then, into like, it. Like they, they show a close up of his name on the desk. Yeah, they make <laughs> him say it all the time. Kakoa Shaw. Cool, yeah. man. I was like, is that is this like an anagram? Like what is the point here? But I mean I think it's just another like, like a weird thing and James Wan's just like he's just he's just leaning into it, man. He's all in in this movie. If you're you're gonna call your detective Kakoa Shaw and you're not gonna like beat around the bush with it, like you're gonna show his name tag, he's gonna keep telling people he's Detective Kakoa Shaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's on it's for sure just like on purpose to be fucking silly and ham fisted. Yeah. Right, right. Like I right. love it. Yeah, which works. I love man. it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I uh I love this movie, man. I I'll I'll yeah. give it an eight out of ten. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself. It's so fun. I mean, I'm even yeah. I mean, I would even go eight point five, maybe nine out of ten. I ha- I wrote here nine out of ten in my notes. Um, I think nice. I need to see I'll it again. It, I just yeah. I was so excited afterwards that when a movie gets me to that level, I'm usually like closer to the nine territory. So you know, maybe nice. watch second it time again. around even yeah. better. I think because okay, you, then, you yeah. know you're paying attention to the movements and all that stuff like that. Right, and, and just know. the concept of like the that that Gabriel was awoken when her head gets slammed was so cool. Like, yeah, that was really, yeah, I kind of, I only thought of that the second time I watched it too. I didn't really put that together the first time I watched the movie. And then like I, her head gets hit and like, that's what wakes him up. He's been dormant. Like that's brilliant. You know, he just ate a fresh baby out of her womb. Right. He, that's, and the, the fact that he's get, just getting strong off eating babies. I mean, that's what you gotta it, do. That's it. I mean, that's how that's how you gain super strength. I've seen. I've been the, there. That's we've all that's watched why I'm the Marvel. So good. Hey, we've all seen the Marvel movies. We know why these guys are strong. Mm-hmm. Stem cells. Stem cell research. I think that's it. I think that's all we can say about. It. Yeah, it, this is a this is a for me of the year the first like must see horror. I would say. Love it. 
Full yeah. agree. Yeah. Full agree. So thank so you're, you for you're making nine? me watch. Yeah, I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go nine. But you're nine. Nice. Okay. Fuck yeah. Dude. Yeah. So thank you for making me watch this, and I, you know, but trauma not so much. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little bit more into the Giallo stuff, and so you know, it it set me on my on my path on my journey here. Let's see. I think I think the chat boys love it too. Yeah. What's up in the chat? Dan Dan loves it. Yeah. He says one of the few movies with with a twist good enough to overcome all the bullshit before it, and also good enough to negate all actual logic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't. Really, I agree with that. It does really. You, mm. you again. It's just buying into it. It's like yeah. I if don't you buy in, you'll have a good shit. time. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's the problem is why people aren't enjoying it. It's like they're not letting themselves like like pussy guy on the uh, the Roger Ebert website. Like he's not he's not letting himself in. Yeah. The arms, the backward arms, they're not. <laughs> um, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I've studied backward arms for a very long time, and I got a couple of things to say about this film. I do. I certainly do. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. I'll, I think I'll, uh, I'll kick arms, that guy's ass. The thing is, backwards. That, is, that is how backwards arms work. I think they are, and especially he—you can see them kind of contort and also like a, like unhinge a little bit too. There's a little more freedom there. Dis, a little bit of dislocating, little let, dislocation. Just let loose. Just like let loose. Let loose, dude. Yeah. Be backwards. Be backwards. Backwards, man. We all learned it Try from it. Tom Green. Yeah. Live your life backwards for just a whole day. See how it feels. Roger Ebert. Uh, Slave should I, person. Should I find his name so we can call out this POS? Let's call him out, dude. Let's dox him. <laughs> Let's dox this piece of shit for not being okay with all the backwards stuff going on. Does James Wan know how arms work? My arms certainly don't do that. Well, your arms are weak and pathetic. These are super yeah. strength fetus yeah, arms. Yeah, you have beta arms. We have yeah, This exactly. guy has strong Chad alpha arms. This guy's been feeding off children. Yeah, he's all yeeted up with stem cells. That's way better than, you know, HGH. He's definitely yeeted on stem cells. I'm trying to find I'm trying, his name. Dude. Oh, there we go. S- Simon Abrams. Simon Abrams, we're putting you on notice, dude. <laughs> You're our new enemy. It, does Roger Ebert see? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, you know, he had to. He died, didn't if, he? It, I don't know if this will get us taken down, but if you send us a video of you. <laughs> punching that guy backwards this is what he looks like uh, yeah if you send us a video of you punching that guy backwards um we'll we'll give you uh some type of amazon gift card i mean this guy looks like you'd see him in any like bookstore in the village or like some Brooklyn yeah i probably he's probably at the fucking brewery somewhere you know Hit he it. looks like a beer nerd too hey simon like, is this how backwards arms work bam yeah bam right behind Punch him from behind. Boom. Yeah, just an elbow fucking behind. Didn't see that you. coming because you don't know how yeah. backwards arms work. Yeah. Oh, did my backwards elbow work okay? <laughs> yeah, man. Wimp. Beat, beat this guy up. You wimp. You and Max Landis are both going down together, Dub. Yeah, you've been added to our list. You've been added to the beef list. <laughs> Sick. But I think that's it, Luke. We did it, dude. We did it, man. Technical difficulties are, you know, are back. I'm, I, I honestly blame Spectral Jeff for 
anything. That, I know my it up, dude. I know my video was freezing a bunch, but it was my audio okay. Your audio was fine. Really only there's one little thing, but the rest was fine. Is there anything in anyone in chat have anything else to uh, ask before we take off of here? Yeah, this but is this is so fun too to have a little have the little uh, live have the people interacting. Yeah, it's fun. I think we'll do it again. I'll have a new computer soon, so I'll just be glitch free and you know vaporwave level with you. Love it, dude. Absolutely love it. Um, let's see, I don't think anyone else has anything else to say. My chats are all fucked up, so I can't even see what the hell's going on. Yeah, what can you do? We've but said yeah, everything th- that there. We've said everything there needs to be said. There's, I'll say that. Yeah, mic dropped, dude. Yeah, but Luke, I love you. Love you too. It's buddy. good to talk to you. Yes. I'm glad we did this. Me too. I'm glad we're back, man. This is just the beginning. And we're back. Everyone out there, uh, God bless you. Uh, we can do these all the time now. We don't have to meet up. You know, yeah. it's the glory of the internet. It's 2021. We have internet now. Yeah, we finally got the internet. Post finally got it. You know, my parents let me have cable instead of dial up. So yeah. I can yeah. do shit like this. I asked for Wi-Fi for Halloween this year. Mm-hmm. They gave it to me. So keep watching spooky horror movies. Keep loving on us. And yep. uh, follow my Twitch. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Junkyard Unicorn. Uh, sub to us on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Maybe we can get ourselves on Spotify or something like that. Do you have to get approved for that? Can we just throw them up on there? What's the deal? I think we could do it pretty easily. I think we can. Um, yeah. I think we can get them on Spotify. We're on Let's the podcast. Li- we're on the podcast app, right? We're still up on. Uh, yeah, we're on the pod app still. Yeah. Like the, uh, we were down for a while. I think for maybe like two months or something. The okay. The pods were down, but they're back up now, and everything's good. Great. So. And SoundCloud. Get in there. Mean, SoundCloud's awful, so I don't even know if we're. Yeah. What can you do? Maybe we can figure out something better. Anyway, yeah. like I said, love you, babies, and. Uh, Good night. I love you all as well. And good night from me as well. Because he missed the scenery, the native dances and the charming songs. But wait a minute. Something's wrong. Cause now it's... Hey, Mambo. Mambo Italiano. Hey, hey, Mambo. Mambo Italiano, go, go, go. You mixed up a Sisliana. All you calabrese do the mambo like a crazy with it. Hey, mambo. Don't want a tarantala. Hey, hey, mambo. No more mozzarella. Hey, mambo. Mambo Italiano. Try an angelada with the fishy bacala. And then, hey, goomba. I love how you dance the rumba. But take some advice by Sano. Learn how to mambo. If you're gonna be a square, you ain't gonna go nowhere. Hey, mambo. Mambo Italiano. Hey, hey, mambo. Mambo Italiano. Go, go, Joe. Shake it like a Giovanna. Hello, kiss a digi. You get happy in the pizza when you mambo. Italiano.